hello hello everyone it has been over a year since i have recorded anything um mainly um just because 2019 it's not that i didn't have time to record anything it was just a trying year for me um so I did pass block one um, and I moved on to block two for um, the spring of 2019 and I failed. I did not pass block two um, and it wasn't as devastating to me. It's like because I kind of already knew after maybe that second exam because we took mental health first, which um, I did okay in mental health, but because the points were so little for mental health, I should have done way better knowing that I was going to go into med surge one and just bomb it. Like it was, it was hard. And we had different instructors for both, um, for, uh, both, uh, it was all one course, but it was different instructors who taught the, uh, the different things, one for mental health and the other one for med surge. And the instructor I had for med surge was horrible. Um, and it's like, I'm not trying to, um, blame anyone for me failing block two, but she just, oh my God. So I went from block one and having that structure and it was like a time where we were going to school Monday through Thursday. All I was doing was studying. Um, and it was just, it, I, I, I feel like I need that. And at the same time, I was taking my online classes for my BSM. Well, when the spring came along, it was just like all these gaps. Like, it was just so much time off. And I know you're thinking like, well, you got more time off. You should be able to study more. Well, it's kind of hard when the instructor do not instruct. <laughs> so basically what happens is you're giving these mini lectures, which is you're supposed to print out. And this is what you're pretty much supposed to study. Um, so you come to class and during lecture, there's no lecture is no PowerPoint slides to go over. She doesn't point out the key things that you need to know. Um, so you can be uh, successful in passing this exam. None of that. We go over a case study. Now, mind you, I was in the traditional day program. So I was in class from 8am and this was only twice a week. So, and unless you have clinical um, or has started clinical, then it was three days that you were doing school. So I had two days, two days out of the week, I went to class and it was from 8 a.m. And we didn't get out um, some days until 4 p.m. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. 8 a.m. and we didn't get out till 4 p.m. During this time, sometimes we will have... Um, uh, preclinical lab or a lab um, from 12 to 4 so that we're not just sitting in class all day but sometimes we'll like have class that entire day and it's a um we're going over case study <laughs> so it's like no lecture no powerpoints none of that during this time and she goes over a case study this entire time based on what we're learning at the time so let's say fluid and electrolytes or um i don't know we're learning about um heart disease so like um cad and you know all that so we're going over a case study that's talking of, talking about that but at the same time it's like we're not hitting all the points 
under this under this lecture what what this lecture is supposed to be about it's just so confusing and i know it's a lot of nursing programs that are like that but for me i just think it's not fair i'm paying my money you're getting paid to freaking be here to teach us and i it just makes me feel like the instructors do not care whether you pass or not they do not care whether they're producing good nurses or anything it's like that will be my goal is to i'm going to make sure you become a a successful nurse and don't get me wrong um not all people um you know uh, pass nursing school or ner the nursing courses or do really well but when they get out there in the field they become wonderful nurses but I, what i'm saying is you just like I, they just don't care and once again, I just feel like I'm paying my money, so you should come and do your job, and you should instruct. And I wasn't getting that at all um, the spring of uh, 2019. So um, with my program, however, if you fail a course um, or one of the blocks, it's not just a course, because like I said, mental health and MedSearch 1 is in one uh, block. So it's not that you pass one and didn't pass the other and you got to take that over. No, you have to repeat the entire block. Um, so with, with my program, if you didn't, didn't pass a block, you pretty much can petition to repeat that block. Okay, so right after I found out I didn't pass, she was calling everybody before she put the grades out who <laughs> was like on the verge of not passing or didn't pass and let them know first. And you have to go and sit w with one of the instructors for that block and you go over an exit interview. So in this exit interview, they ask you, what are some things that, um, you know, may have may have been a reason why you didn't why you weren't able to pass this block they also ask you what are some things you're going to do different to make sure that you succeed in this nursing program and they also go over the exit exams for each block so and the the ours is hesse i know every everywhere else it's like t's um but ours is, is the hesse so we take the hesse entrance exam to get into the nursing program so she wrote that score down and she wrote down a score for block one and then she wrote down the one for block two that I just failed. So you had to have taken the HESI and your they go based on your scores and how much room they have in the program on whether or not they're, they can let you back in that following semester. Um, so lucky for me, um, during the summer they called and well i got an email saying hey welcome back because i pretty much told the instructor i was like i will take anything i don't care if it's like days evenings weekends or um if you put me in an accelerated program because you know i feel like i'm doing block two again i should be i should be okay if i do accelerate it so i'm i was just like i don't care you know whatever's open i'll take you know um so they emailed me and pretty much was like, hey, welcome back. This is all we have open for you. Either take it or leave it. So it was pretty much the evenings. And um, they had already placed me into my clinical rotation, which I didn't care. I was fine with that. I was like, I don't care. As long as I can start back up in the fall and continue on, whatever. Um, it was not really sad because I wasn't super close to my old cohort. 
but I started with them, if that makes sense. So it's like, you know, you start as kind of like a little family, kind of. Um, and I had maybe one or two people in my old cohort that I had um, talked to on a regular and um, they had passed. So only thing is like I wouldn't have graduated uh, May 2020. Instead, I'll graduate December 2020, which is perfectly fine with me. Like what's a few months later? So um, I end, ended up repeating block two and starting block, block two again in the fall of 2019. And I had a totally different instructor and she was wonderful. Like she was way better than the, um, the instructor I had in the spring. And I also went into this kind of with my old notes because they share the notes, they share case studies, everything. So it was just like I kind of had um, an upper hand on on what I was going into. And I knew um, I understood things a lot more with her explaining it and her um, teaching, um, even though she just kind of did the case study, the reverse classroom thing, too, and did the case studies, too. Is she still had a PowerPoint. She still went over things with us um, um, on that. And they also offered in the evenings, they had the, um, a, a program to where it was a class that you take and you actually get one credit for it. And this class is just kind of like a review class. So you pay like maybe like 80 something dollars and some days we'll get let out of class early and then we'll have this review class. And if you signed up for the review class, class and pay for it, then you get to join that class. Um, so I also, I had took that, you know, whatever whatever will make me successful in passing this block i i went on and did it um so the thing is although she was a much better instructor i still was just kind of like barely passing which sucked and i kind of came to the conclusion like this is the nursing program for your ass like it will literally humble you and I always said I'm smart like I if you know you could show me something once I'll remember it or I'll know how to do it and if it shows up on the test I'll be able to answer it well <laughs> that's not how it is with nursing school is more so um not just if you studied and not if you know the information because especially when I repeated block two I was like I know all this information I studied my ass off I'm repeating it so it's like I know all this information I have all this knowledge on the subject but I'm I'm still not mastering how to answer these NCLEX style questions and um it also goes you know with the instructor because the instructor make these questions and it could just be based on what what they feel the right answer is or whatever and you may see another nurse or something they're like oh, i don't necessarily agree with that or i don't do it that way or whatever um so i also get people who tell me oh you know those um, exams that you've taken while you were in nursing school <laughs> were actually a lot harder than NCLEX you know um, some pe people took NCLEX and they passed like on the first try and was just like okay it actually wasn't that bad um, which I understand nursing school is supposed to prepare you, um, for NCLEX. Um, but come on now, just, <laughs> I feel like something's just like, okay, just make sure we understand the knowledge, make sure we're not killing anybody. Um, and, and we're doing things the right way in a safe way. Um, so I ended up passing block two, finally got out of block two and I started block three, 
um, spring 2020, which was supposed to have been my block four and my last block. But like I said, things happen. Um, so I um, started block three. Originally, everything was fine. And I, I told myself, like, you know what, Jasmine, you have to <laughs> have to absolutely do all you can to pass because you you was given a second chance and with my program it's if you only can repeat once so after that you're out the program you have to um, apply again and start over and this girl not starting over at all so i did come up with a plan b for if i didn't pass block two the second time it was going to be to apply for the lpn program and pass the lpn program and then test into block three so that way i'm not starting a program all over again plus they have a lot more um programs at different schools to where they can do an lpn to rn or bsn bridge so that was my plan b but i ended up passing block two and got into block three and i was like okay no games jasmine gotta be on your on your you know your p's and q's you know studying and everything and this instructor she was a lot better her she was more she had more she had more of an education background so her way of teaching is um a lot different from my instructors i had prior um she 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 make you understand things too like she'll keep saying things and nail it in your head well took the first exam and i failed and i was just like okay i studied i studied i studied i studied what went wrong you know what i mean and went back over the questions um when she had the like little small meetings to go over the exams and i'm looking at the questions and i'm still just like okay yeah this doesn't make sense okay yeah whatever okay this was you know so tricky um and exam two came around failed that one the thing is, I'm, I'm failing these, but it's not bad. It's not so super bad. Plus, the second half of the block is OB. Um, so maternity and child, mother and child, whatever, and baby. So I knew that OB is something that I'm, I was so interested in. I couldn't wait to do it. I wanted to go, you know, do my clinical, you know, in a labor, labor and delivery unit. Like, I was just so excited for it. And I knew this is something I'm interested I was interested in so I knew that once I got to the OB half I can I can bring it back and a lot of people even said it was a lot easier because the OB instructor her she do her exams are based on just like kind of knowledge is more knowledge based um so I wasn't too concerned but I was still concerned because I'm like okay you came this far Jasmine you have to pass um and then I found out that with my program we also have a transition course. So if you pass block one and block two, you're able to um, take this transition course and it's only like eight weeks long and you take it and you're able to sit for your NCLEX for your LPN. So then even if I didn't pass block three, I can go ahead and become an LPN just in, just by taking this transition course. And then I, I could try to get back into um, block three by testing into into it and not starting over so anyway i um wasn't doing so good in med search too so um got when it was right when it was time for our third exam for ob2 i mean for uh med search two we had 
a world pandemic. So the coronavirus, COVID-19, swept through our nation. And we had to, and it happened so fast. I just remember being at work and I'm just like, okay, it's not a big deal. It's kind of like the flu, you know, whatever. And, um, and then, you know, they, uh, shutting it down. So when, when Trump announced that they were canceling major events, so things that, um, had that bring upon large crowds of people, they were canceling that. So once again, even at that time, I still wasn't thinking, um, you know, that it was going to be a big deal. Then he went on to say no more than 10 people, you know, in, in, in a space or, you know, in a room or next to each other. So that's when I'm like, okay, I work at a restaurant. Like, how is that going to happen? That's when I knew, okay, shit's getting real. Um, and, you know, we really need to start paying attention to this thing. Um, as a nursing student, it was just always in me. Okay, I get my flu shot. I wash my hands, I don't touch my face, and, you know, I'm just always um, up on um, hygiene. So, to me, once again, I felt like, okay, it's not that big a deal. Then, they came out with a stay-at-home order, <laughs> and um, they closed down my job, and then we were already on spring break so we were on spring break and we were supposed to come back from spring break and we were supposed to do our med surge exam our last one and then we were supposed to go into ob well we end up having to extend so they had to come up with a plan really quick with the schools because i'm in nursing school like none of this is online or anything like that so we can't just continue with business as usual is more so like they got to come together. They got to figure out what it is they're going to do. Now that instructors have to plan their courses and try to move everything online, try these new virtual simulations because we can't go to our clinical and we can't do our, our sim, you know, in our lab. So it's just like, um, hey, here's the extra two weeks on your on top of your spring break. So I was out of school for like, like I said, two, almost two more weeks on top of the the week and a half that I was already out of school. So it was just, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I was eating like crazy. So it's probably why I gained all this weight <laughs> from just having to stay at home. Um, everybody was going crazy. Like people were going crazy over toilet paper. It was no toilet paper in the store. And I'm just like, what the hell does toilet paper have to do with anything? I understand that you're scared and you feel like we're going to have to be at home. So let me stock up on as much toilet paper as I can. But to this day, I still do not understand this whole thing with toilet paper. And I shop at Costco for in bulk for like my wipes and my, you know, my toilet paper and um, things like that. So I already had, and it's just my husband and I, and at this time, my cousin had moved from out of town, so he was living here, but he's a guy, and he don't use that much toilet paper, um, so I was just like, what, what is going on, you know, people are fighting over toilet paper in the stores, you know, and instead of, you know, um, kind of stocking up on, you know, canned goods or things that they want, they were going crazy over toilet paper. Eventually, they went to the stores and cleared everything out. Um, and I already had sanitizer. I have, I have sanitizer that I keep in the kitchen. 
I have sanitizer that I keep in our bathroom and I have sanitizer I keep in my car and I gave my husband um, a, a thing of sanitizer to keep in his car um, because I didn't play that and he didn't have his job didn't cancel anything like it was business as usual for them um, and he still had to get up and go to work every day so I didn't want him like possibly bringing anything up in his house <laughs> so I would, really wasn't playing about the cleanliness um, in my home and just because like I had to um, I had to be here so um, they did change it to where you had to wear a mask in order to go out um and then they changed it to like oh you don't have to wear a mask all the time like um because i wasn't gonna wear a mask like i feel like wearing a mask when you're in a large around a large group of people fine but i'm just not about to wear this thing all day every day because i feel like it's dangerous and you're breathing in your own you know breath like it's just no and i know a few people who probably passed out <laughs> from wearing that mask all day so that's not not a good thing um, but yeah, the CDC tried to double back and come back like, um, yeah, you, you don't have to, you don't need to wear the mask. Either way, it's just like, I could wear a mask and yes, that will probably help me if, you know, I'm, I'm near someone, but you can, you can still get sick. It's just, to me, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's, I feel like it's pre you're wearing it because you're sick because you're preventing the spread to other people, but you're wearing it so you don't get sick. That's that's not <laughs> effective at all, um, but whatever. Do what you want. If you feel like that's pr protecting you, then by all means do it. My thing was the gloves. I see <laughs> was seeing people wearing gloves and was using those same gloves in the grocery store. Okay, you got your hands on the cart. You picking up all this stuff. This, you're eating with this, the gloves on. You're doing dumb shit with gloves, and I'm just like, you know, this isn't. This is counterproductive. Like you're not doing anything right here. Like throw those fucking gloves away, dude. Wash your fucking hands and don't touch your face. Like that's it, plain and simple. So I felt like the gloves were stupid. But anyway, stayed in the house for two months. I left out to go to the grocery store, but everything else was closed. So like, it's not like I can make my, you know, my trip over to Ross or TJ Maxx or something, or um, I can go. It was really nowhere to go. Restaurants were closed. Um, they have the fast food uh, restaurants that were open for drive-through, um, and some places started doing um, takeout only, so you can call and pick up your food uh, from certain restaurants. Um, but other than that, everything was shut down and closed. Um, at least for Arizona, it was only for, yeah, I want to say almost a couple months um, to where we had our stay-at-home order and before everything opened back up. So, my nursing school switched to online. And I'm going to tell you this. A lot of people did not like it. I'm still conflicted on whether I like it or not. My grades got a, got better, a little better. Um, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it works for some people. Some people would, you know, it don't work for. I am a um, in class face to face person, as I mentioned in um, my previous recordings. But um, this online thing wasn't to me. It wasn't that bad. Um, so I had to switch it. We switch everything online and I, like I said, I was barely passing. So here I was still doing the same thing I was doing in block two where I was counting, you know, my, my points to make sure, see what I can miss on exams and on my final exam to, um, so that I could pass. And I did that and 
your girl passed <laughs> barely <laughs> but i passed c's get degrees honey and i'm not stressing about that but i was so shocked however i was so excited that i passed block three and now i have no choice but to pass block four because it's like no i refuse to have come this far and to not pass and to have to start no i came too far so i'm gonna pass block four but your girl passed block three i also still decided to sign up for that transition class in the summer that was eight weeks long so that once again got gotta have a backup you never know what could happen and i feel like um i'm just gonna go ahead and become an lpn so that i can start working and kind of get my foot in the door um when it comes to like working as a nurse um so I, i'm taking the transition class right now online and that um already to me it seems a little easy um still no lecturing going on i don't know but we got all the pretty much the information so the content for this part is because we passed block one and block two the content for this transition class is um ob and P's. so for me it's ob so it's like a refresher you know because i've already i've just taken ob in the in the spring so it's kind of a repeat of everything um it, you know it's not as intense because this is for lpn and not rn but it's the same shit um pediatrics i've i feel like taking this class also because i have peds in block four um that this this pediatrics will get me um my get my foot in the door and kind of help me out with that too so i'm excited um hopefully like i said everything goes well and i i haven't had my first exam yet so i don't know where this is going even though you we only have two exams and a final so you got uh, um one exam because the class is only eight weeks so you got one exam for um ob and then you got one exam for pediatrics and then you have the final exam which yeah it's not enough but um i feel like i could do it i feel like i can get through this and you know everything will be okay um so i'm almost at the finish line you guys almost there before i couldn't see it and like earlier on in block three when i wasn't doing so well i was just like I do not see the finish line. I don't see nothing happen. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. And now I'm at the point where I can finally see it, you guys. I can finally see the finish line. And it feels amazing. It feels so amazing. Um, so during all this time, I can say one one good thing that came out of two nine two thousand and nineteen is one you guys my nephew came and spent time with me um in the summer so he was here for a month i want to say so he was here for a month and my husband and i so enjoyed it we don't have any kids or any or any kids that's kind of like nearby that we can just like spoil and do things with so having him here my husband was you know going to go play basketball he would go he went to the gym with me a couple times we drove out to san diego so he could see the beach um we went to um you know just every little fun things it, it just kind of kept me out the house uh went to like a crayola experience thing we went to the movies like three times while he was here um and he met some friends and was you know hanging out with them and everything so having him here was just so wonderful for me and i really enjoyed it and i did not want him to go back home um we also took a trip to florida for my cousin's wedding 
And it was just me and my nephew, and I, you know, also enjoyed that. And that was right before I dropped him back off at home in Milwaukee. So that was one good thing. Um, the second good thing is we bought our first home. So in September, which September is my favorite month, by the way, if you don't know, September is my birthday birth month. Um, we got married in September. I started nursing school in September. September starts fall, which is my favorite season. I love this time of the, that time of the year. So I just, September is just my month. Um, but anyway, we got approved for our very first home and I, I mean, it just felt so wonderful to be able to get those keys. And now it's my shit. Like this is my home. I can do what the fuck I want to with it. I can, you know, rent it if I want to and move somewhere else. But right now we're just basking in the ambience of this place. I and we immediately got the house uh, painted because we had a um, paint credit from the previous owners. So we got our home painted. Uh, we got our floors done because it was some ugly carpet in here. Some kind of rollout tile that was like a doo-doo brown color. It was so ugly. Uh, so we um, are... Um, real estate agent he hooked us up with this guy who does floors and who has done floors for him and he came and he um we had i believe this is laminate hardwood floor or i can't i can't remember but it's somewhat water resistant um and it's gray so it's like gray got dark gray in it light gray a little bit of splash of like a brown tint to it um, which is good because our furniture is brown. We have brown leather couch and I was going to paint the house, the walls gray. So just to kind of make it look a more, uh, look a little more modern. Um, our cabinets are, um, were a light wood color and I was going to paint those dark, which I did. <laughs> so the entire, the two, what, four weeks I had out of school wasn't wasted. Um, I definitely um got was able to stain well not stain because it's actually paint so you're not really staining it but i was actually able to paint my cabinets um and my island uh, which looks really good against the floors and then right after that we went and got paint and i was after like 11 paint samples <laughs> i was able to find the gray that i like and I started in the kitchen and painted the kitchen. And oh my God, if you look at the before and after pictures, you're just like, wow, this looks amazing. So my, um, and then I decided to just go ahead and finish through with the rest of the house. Kept the rooms white, um, but the rest of the house I painted um, gray on top of this tan color that I feel like almost every house in Arizona has this color. Um, and yeah, I was just, we had it at our old, old house that we were renting at and I'm just tired of seeing it and looking at it. Plus changing the cabinets and I'm changing, you know, just my colors overall. Um, usually I do like a fall color. So wherever I move to, I do like an accent wall and it might be like a burnt orange or, um, my last, um, house was uh, a burgundy color. Um, so usually I do fall colors. So it's like brown, like I said, a burgundy, burnt orange, just like um i'll have that like throughout the house and everything so i'm decided i want to change my colors up a little bit so i'm more gray white just kind of plain more modern look um to that so like i said my quarantine um was not wasted whatsoever um and i, I end up getting um, a lot done around the house 
Um, so yes, yeah, that I'm so excited for our new home. I can't wait to fill it with some babies. Um, that's one thing about 2019 too. I was a little depressed. Um, 2019, we decided earlier on the year, my husband decided to quit driving over the road and he was home um, permanently until he ended up getting a more uh, a local job. And during this time, I'm like, perfect. Like, let's start working on getting pregnant. And I just knew like, okay, this is going to be easy because I never actually tried to get pregnant. I was on birth control for some years because I had um, like an ovarian cyst on both ovaries. So I didn't want any complications with that. Plus I was dating a female at the time. So it was just like, I'm going to go on birth control. So I was on birth control for maybe three three years before getting off of it and um getting with my husband and uh once again i just thought like okay and my friends kind of you know because they it ended up happening for them usually on like the first or second try i was just like okay i know how to do this i'm gonna track everything i'm gonna get it down so i i had a um period like tracker app or whatever which i i had that bef a long time ago before and it was just to track my period so it doesn't come during a vacation or something like that so i'll know exactly when to expect it um, but then it was just like, um, I, I stopped doing that because I knew I had regular periods. They come every 28 days. So I really didn't need a tracker to do that. Um, so I downloaded a, a period tracker, which you can put in pregnancy mode or you can put in trying to conceive mode. Um, so I'm in trying, trying to conceive mode and I did all my research. Um, and I bought these ovulation tests and I would test my ovulation around the time that I thought that I would ovulate. Um, so yeah, first month it was just kind of like trial and error. Um, also, I was told that you can track your temperature, your basal body temperature, and this will let you know whether or not you ovulate or not. So I went that, I went a whole month just tracking my temperature and it actually worked. I was actually able to see when I got that spike in my temperature or that dip. And it was because I was also tracking my ovulation with um, uh, with opks so i would track my ovulation and i'm like okay this is it i got a peak and i i'll ovulate and then my temperature also will will reflect that so it was working but who got time to really be checking a temperature every month like that like no um so I, I think for me it was more so am i ovulating and i know okay yes you're ovulating so i didn't i didn't need to do that anymore but we tried and we tried and we tried and we tried and to no avail, no success whatsoever. Um, I just, I was just so defeated. I, I, I didn't know what was wrong. Um, during this time though, I also started noticing more about my body. And I think it was because I was paying attention to my body a little more because now I'm like trying to get pregnant. So every little flutter, every little cramp, every little thing, I was just like, okay, what's going on? What is this? What's that? You know what I mean? Um, then you're watching, I went down a whole YouTube loophole <laughs> on watching these videos of these women trying to conceive. And it's just so heartbreaking because like they'll take a pregnancy test after maybe like 10 days or not even that i've seen some do six or seven days post ovulation and they'll take these 
pregnancy test and they just swear that they see like a faint line like oh my god i think i see something that's there and i'm looking at the camera like girl i don't see anything i'm sorry but you're not pregnant and they won't be pregnant but some of them will have these success stories so i was just watching and i'm like you know this will be easy for me i know i can do it you know i'm determined and when it wasn't happening for me i'm like something wrong something has to be wrong with me or him but i knew more so me because the symptoms i started having so i was ha i was spotting like i've never used to spot before for me it was like i have my period and that's that and i will maybe you know spot a little bit after my period like that that's it and then it's done i'm done bleeding nothing like that so for me it was I, I started spotting just like in between periods all kind of stuff so i wasn't understanding what was going on but once again i didn't think nothing of it um I started noticing like maybe my period blood coming out of other places <laughs> um and then I would just have I wasn't in pain but it was just like a weird feeling I had like in my vagina which I thought maybe I had BV because I would go I went to my um OBGYN and she even kind of noticed like just something wasn't right so she prescribed me some antibiotics even though she didn't check for it she still just figured that's you know whatever antibiotics because she was just like well it's no way you can get pregnant if you're you know you you have inflammation down there um so i took that and you know i'm thinking like okay we're still gonna keep trying we're still gonna keep trying and once like like i said around september once september came i just knew like okay something isn't right because august i ended up going back to florida before my um my best friend's wedding and while i was there I had some weird spotting around the time I think that I was supposed to have been ovulating, which I never have any ovulation spotting. I never had any ovulation pain until last year. I don't know what the fuck was going on. So it was so much stuff that was happening that never happened to me before that I'm like, all right, what's going on? What's, what's happening? So I switched OBGYNs and I started seeing this guy um, and this man all he wanted to do was get me pregnant he wasn't concerned mainly about what was you know my symptoms or anything it was like all right we're gonna get you pregnant we're gonna get you pregnant i need you to get your spouse sperms che checked and i'm gonna do a pelvic exam and i'm going to um you know do an ultrasound and we're gonna see what's going on so did that everything was okay with my husband like he his sperm was was fine it's pretty much it was okay nothing was nothing was abnormal or um, too abnormal about it his sperm count was good motility was good that's all we needed um and for me did an ultrasound he was like oh yeah i saw a little cyst or whatever but wasn't too concerned about it um because you know during ovulation it happens you see it with a lot of women so wasn't too concerned about the the cyst that he saw um and he ended up you know um what did we do after that i'm trying to think um so still still not pregnant so he gave me clomid which clomid is a medication that is given to women who have pcos which is polycystic ovarian syndrome and P with women who have pcos hormones are all out of whack so they have higher levels 
of testosterone. That's why some women are, um, they grow facial hair and stuff. Not a lot, but they'll grow facial hair, really bad acne, things like that. And they don't have regular periods. So their periods will come sometimes every like 40 something days. And so that's letting you know that they're not ovulating like they're supposed to. Sometimes they skip ovulation. Um, and yeah, so this, what the Clomid do is it help those women who have PCOS ovulate. So it's, it stimulates ovulation. And once they, you know, ovulate, then they can go ahead and, and try for a baby. Well, for me, it was just like, I don't have PCOS though. Like I kind of confirmed that when I realized that I get a period every 28 days. And this past year, I've been taking ovulation tests like crazy. So I know I'm ovulating every month. So I, I, I mean, I don't know what the problem is, but this is something that I, I don't think I have. Which he knows. He said that and he was just like, well, we're going to just try this. And we're going to try this for a couple months and see if it works. Tried the medication and never again. Like, I, I mean, I, well, I'd end up doing it twice uh, again, double back, even though after the first time, it was just like my period didn't come to like day 33. Even though I come every 28, 29 days, it was like day 33. And here I am thinking maybe I'm pregnant. Maybe this medication worked or whatever. No, it made my period super late. And then it made my symptoms worse. So I took the Clomid again for the second month. And this time, I think it was maybe December. Yeah, I took it December. That following month, I had the worst pain that I've ever had. Um, and I ended up going to the emergency room for it. Like, that's how bad my left side was hurting. And it felt like I've had cysts before. It's like where you like, okay, I know that I have cysts and they're there. I feel it. It's very uncomfortable, but it's not painful. This was so painful, y'all. Like, I... Like, and it was three, four days long. So once again, I'm thinking like, okay, I'm ovulating. Once again, I should not have ovulation pain like this. It should not feel like this. So I had, I ended up going to the emergency room. Then I ended up getting an ultrasound that following day. And then the um, emergency room with the VA. And so I ended up, she ended up wanting me to see the women's health spe um, um, specialist there. So the doctor, the OBGYN with the VA. Um, I ended up having to schedule an appointment with her to see her. So at the time, I had already had a HSG schedule with the other OBGYN. HSG is a hysterosalpenogram. And what it is, is an x-ray pretty much of your uterus or your, your uterus, fallopian tubes, and your ovaries. And what happens is they'll take some dye and they'll stick it up your, you know, through your cervix and they'll shoot this dye up in it. And the dye will run through your uterus and through your fallopian tubes to see if they are patents and they are open and your uterus is normal and everything. Um, so I had that scheduled, which he should have scheduled that before he even did the Clomid in the first place. Like you have to figure out, okay, let's do maybe she has blockage that's probably why she hasn't been able to get pregnant let's do an hsg exam and see what the fuck is going on with that before i give someone who has normal periods um uh, clomid so instead like i say he gave me the clomid which i think made things so much worse um and i, I did the so i went to the emergency room got the ultrasound done then i had the hsg had the worst 
the worst allergic reaction it was like four days long y'all like I first I was in class and I felt like I had something stuck in my chest that night and I'm like what is going on like it felt like spasms like it kept coming and coming and I'm like what is going on why do I feel like this I'm like did I eat something wrong am I you know am I reacting to something I ate don't know later um you know, I ended up going home because my instructor saw me and she was just like, are you okay? Are you able to get home? If you need to go home, you can go home. Like, it's cool. You know what I mean? You don't look well at all. And I'm just like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on. So I ended up going home early, got home, laid down, went to, um, you know, went to sleep or whatever. And then got up in the middle of the night with diarrhea. So I'm like, okay, yeah, it's something I ate. It has to be. But I'm like, what am I allergic to? Like, I've never been allergic. I eat everything. Do you hear me? Everything. So it's like, do I have a new food allergy or something? Like, what? let me backpedal and see what, what I ate today or yesterday. Um, And, you know, the whole time I'm not thinking anything about this HSG. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not thinking about it at all. So then I um, end up going to work the next day well before I went to work so I woke up with diarrhea woke up again in the middle of the night thinking I had to go again and I, I my face felt funny like it was just like you know swollen or something like it just felt like really itchy or something and I'm just like asked my husband because he ended up waking up when I when I had got up and he was like I'm like is everything okay am I smiling am I having a stroke like do my face look fine and he was like half asleep and couldn't really see because it was dark. He was like, yeah, look, all right. Just, a, you know, a little, I don't know, a little bit. I get up, y'all, and I go turn on the light and look in the mirror. Y'all. It looked like my, like I got beat up. My whole, like, I think it was like my, was it my right side of my face? My whole right side of my face, you guys, was swollen. Like my eyes was almost closed shut. My lip was big and droopy. My face was droopy. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So now I know I'm having an allergic reaction. So um, I took a Benadryl, lay down next day. My face was still a little messed up, but it was fine. It was fine enough for me to go to work. So I went to work. While I'm at work, I started, um, my stomach started feeling funny. So I'm like, okay, so yeah, GI issues, got to be something I ate. I don't know go home, lay down again, wake up in hives. Like I'm scratching. I can't stop scratching. And I'm getting hives all over. Call my husband, talking to my husband. My, my voice starts to get really hoarse. So I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to go to urgent care. <laughs> so I go to urgent care and they give me a steroid shot and a prescription for EpiPens and tell me just to follow up with my primary care. So I, I am here. I am thinking like, okay, I got the shot. Everything is cool. I was driving out to California to help my sister-in-law move the next day. So I was just like, I should be fine, you know. And I didn't even really want to eat nothing. So I found out what was going on. And but I packed me a sandwich and everything, and I was able to tolerate the sandwich. Um, and um, drove drove to California. Got there, helped my um help my sister-in-law you know pack up some things she ordered pizza ate pizza and went home well went back to my hotel room and it was horrible I felt like the pizza just kind of triggered something and I couldn't breathe I mean I could breathe but like I was definitely short of breath like laying down and everything and I felt like the pizza just like my tongue was swollen um I couldn't swallow 
like you know my saliva like it was hurting for me it was hurting me to swallow it was it was just so horrible woke up and i had to take um uh to kept was taking benadryls like crazy went down to my car to get my ibuprofen out so because my throat was hurting like although like you know i'm not itching anymore my throat is hurting it's hurting for me to swallow um long story short I ended up going to the er out there to, I, is the va hospital in san diego went went there and everything just seemed like it just got worse from there and i was just like yeah what did i do different so i'm letting them know when the last time i was like you know at a hospital and stuff and i'm like wait i did get an hsg exam done it could be my reaction from the dye the contrast dye that they use for you know my body because usually it just they shoot it up and then it just come out and your body absorbs it my body didn't like that shit at all and that was my four day long allergic reaction you guys and man i don't ever want that to happen to me again it was so bad um all of this to try to have a baby y'all that's it i just want to have a baby and it's like i'm going through so much so anyway i got got the hsg test done and then I met with the lady OBGYN through the VA. So I got with her and I made up my mind right then and there. I'm cutting this guy off and I'm just going to go and see her because she listened to me, you guys. When I told her that I feel like I might have endometriosis because of the symptoms that I looked at and I looked up, she kind of agreed with me and she said, Okay, well, first I want to schedule a schedule a colonoscopy. I want you to get a colonoscopy done and see if, you know, any endometrial implants are inside of there. And that's maybe what's causing the, the bleeding that's coming out of there. And then I want to, um, and then I'm going to, we'll, we can move on from there and maybe schedule um, for you to get a laparoscopy done. What a laparoscopy is, is a way of diagnosing endometriosis so you may think all your life like you can have horrible periods since you were 12 years old very painful periods um infertility you could think that you have endometriosis but you're not only diagnosis you can get is through um a laparoscopic surgery so she put me she gave me birth control which i was hesitant on taking because i haven't been on birth control in years i told myself i wasn't going to put that mess in my body anymore that i'm just going to go natural whatever happens happens and my husband wasn't too fond of it either he was just like uh, well what's the point of we trying to have a baby like why would you take birth control so i had to kind of explain to him her reasoning for it and she was just like well since birth control you told me pretty much our whole little life story and birth control seems to be the only thing that suppresses it and you know keep you from being in pain we're going to do the birth control i'm having you take it for 84 days straight so that way you're not having a period for three months and then come off of it have a period and then same thing until we're able to um get everything in order and we can schedule your surgery so i didn't take it because i'm like you know what whatever i've been dealing with pain this long i'll deal with it i will take my ibuprofen whatever y'all this fucking pain that i went to the emergency room for a month prior came back and i was just like i can't take this shit no more and the fact that my husband and i really wasn't having sex like that it was like i'm taking this freaking birth control i can't deal with this why should i deal with pain i'm gonna get on it and then we'll figure some things out and we can you know at a later time we can figure out how we gonna get pregnant but right now 
honey, this pain that's waking me up in the middle of the night, it's not cutting it. I can't do this. I'm going to take this birth control. So I did start the birth control. Um, my worry is because of the whole COVID stuff that happened, I wasn't able to talk to my doctor um, until um, they were able to set up appointments, which then ended up being changed to a phone appointment. So when I talked to her, I was telling her that um, everything that was going on, I took the birth control and um, I, I didn't, I kind of started spotting like at the end of it. So I like almost a whole month of me just like spotting bleeding and, um, but no pain. I probably had pain maybe once or twice. And I also read that there are certain foods that can cause inflammation in the body and endometriosis is a kind of like an inflammatory disease um and you can have um it's certain things that that kind of trigger it and um cause you to have flare-ups so i ate ice cream and after I, this whole time like i said i was on the birth control didn't have any pain i ate ice cream and i felt the pain on my left side like i kid you not and dairy is one of the foods that they tell you not to eat i like saw this like i'm in so many groups um and endometriosis awareness is another one um or a support group or whatever and they said that like they changed their diet and everything and i've listened to other um women who had endometriosis who said they had to change their diet so they can get pregnant and everything um after surgery of course um and I didn't know. I didn't think it applied to me because I never had flare-ups. I never felt what it felt like to have a flare-up. I get pain while I'm on my period, and every now and then I get that ovulation pain. Other than that, I didn't have like major flare-ups like most women with endometriosis get. So I didn't think like the food like meant anything for me at least. Um, so I had the ice cream, and like I said, I was on the birth control, wasn't having any pain, and then all of a sudden I had this pain in my left side. So then I'm like, okay, definitely got to cut dairy. <laughs> so it's dairy, um, gluten, um, and it's a list of other things that that um, are um, inflammatory foods and that cause inflammation in your body um, that we have to cut. So I told myself that once I get a set date, which I should be starting now, I know, but once I get a set date on when I'm going to get my surgery done, I'm going to cut all these foods off i'm going to start eating better so that way once after my surgery i'm already in the habit of eating healthy and eating better for you know for my body and my disease that um i can go ahead and definitely start getting pregnant and the success rate of women who get pregnant after having the lap um the laparoscopy done is high so so many women say they needed the surgery in order for them to get pregnant so that way you know so I don't I really don't know how it causes infertility, though. Like, I understand that you can have some adhesions, like a lot of times your uterus, you know, and in, in your um, everything kind of start kind of mushing together almost like I, I watched a video of uterus was attached to the bowel um, the like the colon or whatever, and they had to like remove that. Um, and I know that it can cause blockage in your fallopian tubes but i don't i don't I, I don't know it's just it's really weird my whole thing is i pray and it's not that i want endometriosis so bad i just hope that when she go in there she sees it like what else can be causing me pain i just need answers at this point and this is the only answer that i can come up with 
plus when she saw my ultrasound when i had my appointment with her she said that on my left ovary that's what it looks to her like an endometrioma so yep got the colonoscopy done though and he didn't see anything <laughs> he said everything looked good so i'm scared that they're going to go up into me and say that they didn't see anything and i i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't know so hopefully i get the surgery they're able to remove whatever endometriosis that they see um and then i'm able to go ahead and try for a baby um after that if all fails with that i i'm going to see a specialist first of all um that specialize in endometriosis um um surgery and everything like that um before deciding to do in vitro but we're going to do in vitro probably um if all fails with this <sighs> it's just so much money and i'd rather not do it but i am um i did check to see if the va would cover it and they have some new bill or something out to where if you have a um, service related or connected, it's, I don't know, something with um, that's causing you infertility with you or your spouse or whatever, then they will cover it. Um, so my whole thing is I'll, I'm going to try to get this on um, as a disability. Um, so I am, I did mention that I am in groups on Facebook. One is endometriosis and the other one is dealing with nursing. So I found um, a few nursing groups that I decided to join and I'm just going to say this like it's very helpful to know that you got other um, nursing students who are in the same boat as you. Um, nursing is challenging. Nursing can be um, quite difficult um, and just having people, you know, who may crack a joke here and there. Um, you may ask a question on something that you're confused about and you got someone who and a lot of times a lot of people in these groups are either um, nursing students already nurses or they're pre-nursing students. So they may be in like taking their prereqs, so uh, anatomy and physiology or microbiology and they may have questions. I mean, I've taken those classes before, um, but it's just so helpful. I always urge everyone find to find your community. So with me, it's just like I'm having these problems with endometriosis. So I found that community that I can like talk to. And it's like I talk to my husband, but he just he kind of it's not that he don't want to hear it. He just feels like, I don't know. I And, and I, I kind of understand where, where he coming from, but I still need somebody to talk to about this. And I just feel like he don't really understand. So having that group just kind of just saved me for just being super depressed at times um same with my um nursing student group too um so and then i end up from there i end up finding like um black nursing students and black women african-american women with endometriosis and just kind of was branching off from there because things can also be different uh, when it comes to race um which that's a whole nother topic that i'm going to get into on a um another um recording or episode um but yeah guys i just wanted to update you on everything i know this was a really long one um but i wanted to update you on everything that was going on with me how my 2019 went and hopefully i'm i'm going to um try and record more often and keep you updated on things um that is going on with me so you can go ahead and take this journey with me um as always, as I always say, always say, um, 
you know, make make your day amazing. I'm not going to say today. Make your day amazing, um, whatever day you're listening to this. Um, do, do something to make you happy. Um, I started meditating not too long ago, and it has been wonderful for me. Now I just need to get up and actually go for walks around my house, but I'm getting there, you guys. All right, make today as amazing as always, and I will talk to you guys later. Bye.